don't normally win uh, when Kirk's in there. But uh, I thought Jaron was incredibly cool, calm, and collected. It is a Tuesday edition, the Jack Michaels Show. Derek, I finally landed back physically in our station after a, and not turbulent, but the roads getting the cold and the blowing snow and that kind of kind of hit us this weekend, my man. So hopefully everybody's taking it easy out there. I, I got to the lake last night and I was just kind of looking out and boy, did it look different than two weeks ago where it's just like a beautiful autumn day and here's snow and some little sloughs even have ice on them, you know, very thin ice, you know, so I'm just like, really? Yeah. And then this morning, you know, because I get up about three and then I drive in to help out with the KHO morning crew, and it was a tough sledding. I was going about fifty miles an hour even on the interstate. So I saw a, tough. I saw a uh, on social media, and uh, I, you know, I scroll a lot. I'm not a big, you know, I did uh, send a message as I'm sure many have to, and we'll get into to Dick Bramer today, who normally would be on today. We'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I saw, I, I like scrolling through the X and then scrolling through a lot of Halloween stuff today, obviously, and scrolling through this scroll. <laughs> I came across this female driver, and it's showing uh, blowing snow over the road in North Dakota, and it's this wind blowing, and it's snow, and, re- and there's traffic, and she says, no alligators, no earthquakes. We don't have alligators. We don't have earthquakes. We don't have alligators. We don't have <laughs> earthquakes. Meaning, North Dakota, we don't. She's convincing I'll take her, alligators. Yeah, I'd maybe even take a little both if the second isn't a very big one, you know. Yeah. Or, or earthquakes yeah. I wouldn't be too big on. No, no, uh, no. When the ground shakes underneath you. Yeah, that would be yeah, and your whole good. house can crumble down. That yeah. would be a bummer. It was it was a, it was an injury. It was a cute little thing she put out. That uh, this is it. It's it's it. And hopefully we rebound here. Temperatures, you know, I even the games this weekend in Brookings, you know, will will weather be a factor? Yeah. in a fairly large game at least for North North Dakota State. It's big for SDSU too. But will that be a factor? And I don't think it will be. Normally that's more of a banana belt than here. So my guess is it's probably going to be in the forties. So, you know, I take that for what it's worth. But the weather will start affecting. The weather will affect, I'm sure, the cold and chill. Some of the, uh, the in the prep scene, Ooh. as we're heading into this weekend, and you're not fortunate or lucky, pick your word, to play indoors as yeah. some of the section title games are in Minnesota. Well, to get the state of Minnesota, you got to win in North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> you should have a T-shirt. Well, I, mean, I might have just got my trademark there. I right? think Derek Hansen trademark October 31, twenty three. I think though, my state's pride doesn't really. We know it's there. We just don't really want to admit it. Of course, there's people yeah. in Bismarck that would like to take, you know, Castleton. You know, I think Cass mm-hmm. County and Grand Forks County move it to Minnesota anyway. But I mean, that's that, that's our Joel High Camp show. <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting political on me? No, uh, no, but I mean, I, I think fortunate for a lot of those schools, they're going to be able to do that. You know, it's going to be tough sledding. Some of these uh, schools that don't have uh, the field turf, it's yeah. going to be a little muddy. I mean, I, I don't know what Kindred Field looks like, but you know that we're going to be featuring that game with Bob Roars on Saturday afternoon. So yeah, that's that'll be interesting. Not to say that that those that play indoors every week or whatever are tougher, but there's a reason, like. Cordell Volson, who's from Balfour, North Dakota, outside of Animus, is a, is a tough NFL offensive yeah. lineman. There's part two of that, and I'm just picking out a kid in North Dakota. Same thing in Minnesota. We 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 breed them and grow them tough and to handle the weather and all that, and then a lot of these young lads will have to do that. 
Coming up this weekend, a Tuesday show, the World Series, those Rangers, Corey Seager, not only good on my computer baseball league Wednesday nights in our nerdy little session, good in real life. Yeah, he's he's tough. Marcus Simeon, good in real life. Yeah. And uh, the Texas Rangers, Derek, tell me, and, and this would be one for our crack staff, our crack listeners out there that, that love to, you know, when, when Derek and I throw a question out, and I get this. On the weekends, who who mentioned the other? Oh, Hunter Hunter Plant, who does some work with us on, on game day, goes, what was your guy's question Thursday? And I totally forgot. He goes, it was really good. It had me just spewing. But tell me a team that has fared better in the postseason on the road in any of the big sports than the Texas Rangers have yeah. in 2023. Anthony Renz will be along at 20 today, and we'll – and I'm not expecting. I'm not going to throw that at him, but the ability, Derek, to win. Uh, now they've lost at home a little bit, but look what they have done on their own. How do you put a? How do you explain that? Yeah, I'm trying to think, and maybe someone can text in three five two seven zero. I want to say there was a hockey team. If they didn't win the Stanley Cup, they were awfully close. That just couldn't win at their own arena, but, but they won on, on the, the road. road. I think that happened recently, but mm. uh, one of the hockey pucks out there can. Uh, Give us a three five two seven zero to recall my memory on that. So it happens. I mean, yeah. it just it's got to be frustrating if you're a ticket holder and you want to go see your team win and then they can't win at home. That's <laughs> got to be <laughs> it's a, a little mar- annoying. I mean, change your marketing plan, yeah, right? Uh, change your marketing plan for taking. We're putting buses together to go watch the Rangers Considering, play. Yeah, considering the NFL, you're seeing the influx of a po- opponents fans getting into the stadium much more than we ever have. Well, well, have Lambeau Field, that? That, that, I don't know what well I get it, it's a bordering and there's this and that and other thing, but how many purple shirts were at Lambeau Field Sunday? Well, did you I mean, the when the Lions beat the Packers early this year in Lambeau there's a lot of Honolulu blue in there. That That never was the case, right? So Detroit's obviously on the bandwagon for their hometown Lions, but they traveled well to Green Bay for that game, too, and it's something that sticks in the craw of the Packer fans because, well, my buddies and I went there in 2019, and we were sitting there, and, you know, everyone's so darn... It's hard to hate the Packers when their fans are so nice to you. So we're just chatting with the people around us, and he said, well, whoever has these four tickets, they don't care because... It's always an opponent in front of us. We always have someone with a different colored jersey <laughs> in front of us for every game. And so it's just interesting that, uh, you know, to the highest bidder, I guess, we'll go. To that point, I, I don't, other than other than maybe regionalized in-state or border battles, which, again, NDSU, SDSU, NDSU, UND. Yep. Other than that, Derek, from a, a more global or regional perspective, what stadiums do feature opposition shirts more than home shirts or equal amount? I, I don't even know what well, the Raiders what, are getting that. Obviously, I, I such would a say, destination thing. It's gonna be tough for them. Uh, Tuesday edition. Uh, so, the, so the Rangers are up two games to one. The Wolves. I don't even know where to start. That I, I, <laughs> I, I was last night because I, I got back from Williston and uh, great to see Ma. She tunes in, Derek, and she's got this thing called Alexa. Apparently it's been out a while. Am I new to that? So, yes. so I'm playing with yes. a. So here's me, Mom. So my sister or someone got There's an my, iPhone too. <laughs> we got real jerseys and everything. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. So mom's got the Alexa, which she does, she keeps forgetting the name. It's like and so they we write it down there, and she's like, you know, she'll go up. But uh, so I was on that, like Alexa, play, you know, Statler Brothers. Alexa, how large is my intestine? 
Alexa, how tall was Abe Lincoln? I'm just throwing questions. This, is, we, this just proves we can never have Jack Michaels have one of these. I, I'm just I'm all weekend long with mom. I'm like, Alexa. You have your own. You mean, you are a useless knowledge of, you know, right. I mean, you right. are the Cliffy Clavin of this building That's anyway. It. Yeah, Alexa. Let alone to add Alexa and. Alexa, do I need my uvula? You know, oh I'm just throwing God. questions at Alexa, and so mom and I are having fun. At least I was. And, uh, and, and we Tuning back over the uh, and where was I going with all this? I was throwing going to throw a question. She's listening to the fan or you know. The- yeah, and 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 all of that. So uh, uh, oh, and it just I, I got my mind off Alexa there for uh, for a second. We're on Alexa on that. Jack has fallen in love with Alexa. Yeah, I just it, it's it's just something wild, man. That I that I have seen. I'll get back to it anyway. But we we have a Tuesday show. Uh, normally we would have Dick Bremer Tuesdays right through the World Series and. And 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 Derek had, had had chatted with Dick yesterday. He says, you know, we whenever you have a, a regular guest, what we call our scheduled listening guests, would uh, our old, my old PD would say, you know, uh, uh, horizontal promotion or, or same day promotion, same time tomorrow, tune in coming up, all these kind of promotional things. We call that guest to verify, you know, are you still good to go tomorrow? Still good to go next week? Still good on Friday? Still good Monday? You know, you do that with everything. I'm sure, PA does or uh, guards do the same thing. It is. Well, you had chatted with Dick, and 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 you and, and Dick had said, "Why well, might not be available tomorrow?" Yep. And that was yesterday. And now, Derek, the twins have announced, and and it's not like we won't chat with Dick here coming up, but today's not today. The news is fresh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the twins have announced that 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 Dick Bremer legendary longtime voice and who's heard weekly here um is uh is moving stepping away from the broadcast booth and will transition as the twins have, have, have given him a role as a special assistant in the organization's front office which i'm sure as a guy for four decades was the television face of your your organization of course the twins are going to put him in something like that and and I'm not so sure that that and I want to speak for Dick that but every conversation we've had he's still going strong and that is on his A game so that uh, whatever that is uh, and, and I know that there's Valley Sports and there's a lot of logistics Derek that that are needed to be worked out here with how fans get their telecasts right for Twins baseball obviously we have it on ready but how they get their telecasts because of bankruptcies and non-bills paid and things stacked up and we've seen major league baseball step into some of these areas arizona that have controlled it but they're not they're buying time until they either own it outright or they come up with other ways to distribute and and own the rights to to telecast uh games now uh, that and and some markets have more than just baseball on them they have hockey on them they have basketball on them so there's a lot of this going on in the background but in the midst of this, Derek, uh, we get the news today uh, that that Dick is moving into a different role in his forty years, as we know it, for the time being. With the Twins, is not there. So, what what questions come to mind to you, Derek, with the announcement today? Yeah, don't you think this is the first story of many of what's going to be happening next year? How you and I are going to, outside of just listening on the radio, consume the Minnesota Twins visually? I mean, because yes. there's so many. As you mentioned, Bally Sports North, they owe the Twins $40 million. I doubt that the Twins, I mean, if you had someone owe you $40 million, 
Would you sign another contract with them before you see the other $40 million? Probably not going to happen. From so an individual th- standpoint, probably not. So I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I'd put a lot of money on my mortgage that uh, I'm guessing the Twins are going to go in a different direction next year. The question is whether or not the Wild and Timberwolves, which to try to find what their contract situation is with Bally's yep. is a very hard. It's very, I, mean, I don't know if it's a year-to-year deal. I almost think it might be. It's, it's, it, this is kind of a multi-layered. Well, it's very multi-layered. You know, it'd be, I'm sure someone says, well, why don't they just collectively come up with a new yeah. one? Twins own part, Wild owns part. They distribute it, whatever. They, they share the revenues and all of this. And will they, each, each organization will hire their broadcasters and look at this. We're on our way. Yeah. Sounds clean. Well, it should be. But, I mean, with this, because it's not like the olden days where you had the Midwest Sports Channel of, oh man, they're putting a Timberwolves playoff game on and I can't see the Twins game. I mean, you, you can get so many different options now and streaming or whatever. Yes. And if I was, a, and this is just me speculating, I haven't talked to Dave St. Peter or Andrew Halverson, right. the, you know, the, but if I was sitting in their shoes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to create my own. Well, let me we ask have you 162 this. games that you got to fill. And if Would you get- it behoove the Twins or the Diamondbacks or anybody that else is in the – would it behoove them to own the rights to their product to distribute on streams, platforms in which that they themselves – can generate revenue from. Yeah, for sure. It would behoove them, those teams oh, absolutely. to their own problem. It's uh, ask Nesson with the Red Sox and the Yes Network with the Yankees. So. Pretty easy. <laughs> so. so That would be a big yes. And the, the Twins tried it. 2004, they tried with the Victory Sports thing. They shot too high. And the biggest thing is the per subscriber rate was way too high. At that time, it was like 250 and that was high then. It's still kind of high now if you look at what, what's going on in the world of cable TV. You're so, so good at this, Derek. I'm going to throw this A because you just brought up a great point, and Derek's going to be able to knock this out of the park. So let's just say there's two options here. Own it. Charge a high rate per subscriber to, to make your revenue, or perhaps keep the rate here but go to advertisers yeah. to get your which which way is in your estimation when you look at these, Derek? And plain, we're kind of plain speaking. It's more convoluted than this. But what are your thoughts? I uh, I, I like the fact you set this up with a T for me because I knew you're going to knock it out of the park. Talk to me. Well, this weekend we uh, you you, you pay a little bit of money for rights to air to some games, sure, yeah, as we should, yeah, and then we go and get advertisers to bring you high school football games. And, and, and by the way, college football game. And our listeners yeah. get it for At no cost to free. you, as I always like to say. <laughs> free. At no yeah. cost to you. At no cost to you, as I say, we bring it to you. If I was the twins, I would look at that. Because you are not the NFL right now, where you can go on Amazon and put it all over and make it difficult because we're going to go find it. I think baseball, if Rob Manford was a better commissioner, he'd say, listen, we got to fix this. We got we got to stop blackouts both audio and video. We got to make this. We got to get our product to people. There was a big surge. This World Series is pretty good. I don't know why they're going up head-to-head with Monday Night Football anymore. I mean, that's a whole different thing. nice to push that one more day. Well, um, I would stagger. I mean, I would start these games at like 5 o'clock on a Sunday. Or, or, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, from a time span. I mean, yeah. there's th- those type of things, but I-, I would certainly have that different. But you got to make it as easy as possible because it's been hard to get this product the last few years. Yeah. I mean, there's blackouts. It, it's the dumbest thing in the world. If I moved to Florida, I could go watch my team day in and day out. But since I'm in the market and, and we got a cable company here that might be carrying Bally Sports, I can't get the MLB if I pay for it on my phone. 
I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You need to just have people be able to easily get your product, and that's what has worked in radio. You know, the video killed the radio star. They thought radio was dead because MTV was coming around. No, it's because at no cost to you, you can jump in your still car. Still very much alive. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> it's still, still very and, much alive. And these car makers, look at the backlash when they talked to when Ford talked about not putting AMs in. Yeah. Huge backlash. Huge. Because, and surveys have showed it over the years, people still want their radio in a car. And so- what do we do? We go out and we get advertisers for you, so it's at no cost to you. Yep. And if I was the Twins, I don't care what the other 29 teams are doing. Because of what you have here, and they talk about all the time, Twins territory, I would make it as easy as possible to get yep. that product. Because a lot of that, and I know we'll break and come back with Anthony and talk a little more ball and more of this on the table today, including who would be the next, you know, who who would would they go young? Would they go where? Who do you go? When you've like, yep. got a legend in Dick Bremer. Uh, you know, my buddy Eric Collins stepped in for a guy named Vin Scully when he stepped down. Talk about a role uh, to step into uh, after that. But, Derek, to your point, and again, we we promote it because we are radio. We love radio. It's an intimate medium, and that's the way to that's the way to love to listen. But, you know, I just left mom, you know, who just is a fresh 91. Right. Easy for her to go, Alexa, turn on Valley Sport, and then boom. There you go. You know, and it's very simple for folks in, in senior centers or where have you. To find their games. You start making it really difficult, and okay, you're going to lose that faction. You're going to lose this fa- And if your product isn't sexy and enticing and enhancing and you're winning, and it's uh, and the Twins have an up-and-coming, we felt the excitement this year. You know what's on the horizon. All of that, Derek, it'd behoove you to make it easy to obtain that product. Well, and you, know, you have 20-somethings. I do, too, and yep. even the younger in that. If it's not easily accessible on their phone at no cost to them, it doesn't exist. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't care if it's Snapchat or Instagram or you, you know Twitter yep. X, whatever. You know, kids don't like Facebook as much as us uh, Gen yep. Xers do, but it, it's it's easy and. They'll just sit and watch YouTube videos much more than they're going to sit and go and purchase a baseball. Own game. your product, distribute it. In, in in accessible, easily accessible ways to all your audience from yes. young to old, advertisers that certainly want to be on that product because it's a good product to help fund the bills, and here we go. That's just it. I mean, you hear our billboard before Twins games here on the fan and both on our sister station, That's right. right? That's what we do. We go find advertisers to sponsor the Twins all season long so it's at no cost to you. The Twins can do the same thing with their product because they got people will be knocking on their door if they, you know, all over the place. Without Get back question. to the snapper boat mowing down any or the, you know, the Dairy Queen hat. I mean, the- we got a lot more going for you. Exactly. With- <laughs> we'll take a yeah. time out. Anthony Rand's coming up. Uh, the series. Hey, and, and Scherzer, we got back spasms. That could play a factor in the World Oof. Series, and too. So we'll touch on that and a whole bunch more. It's a Tuesday edition. A lot of the table today. Uh, Jack Michael showed Derek Hansen on 740 The Fan. The next greatest generation is now. By joining. So our Tuesday piece normally be brought to you by Jefferson Lines, and we'd bring in Dick Bremer. We just talked about the news that Dick is 40 years and moved now into a, a, a new role. He'll be moving into the Minnesota Twins, and we do this segment with baseball. And I thought, you know, yesterday I, I'm thinking, well, who do I who do I know that is the cerebral, knowledgeable, probably been following the World Series a little bit, has got his, a hands-on approach, is a head collegiate coach now in the region, and has worked with pros extensively. Well, I just send a line out to my man, Anthony Renz, the pride of Pennsylvania, but now living, of course, here for many, many years. Hi, Anthony Renz. How you doing? 
Hi, Jack Michaels. How are you? Doing well. And congratulations again. I I don't know where was I in in Brookings during your wedding. How did the wedding go? By the way, you're you're now you now have officially turned professional in in the marital life. Correct? Yes, I have. The well, the wedding was outstanding. It was September 29th. We got a beautiful day, uh, unforgettable day. We uh, just got back from our honeymoon on Friday around 1 a.m. So it's been a whirlwind, but. Um, it killed me missing a ton of playoff baseball, but I guess the honeymoon ranks a little bit higher than that. But I got home just in time for the World Series, so I planned that out great. I know your bride understands. Obviously, she's a phenomenal uh, lady, but uh, my guess is, is uh, no, I don't want to do this. The playoff game is on. No, I, I don't think we should do that. I don't even know where you went on your honeymoon. But, yeah, that that's one thing where the uh, the wedding and that kind of union has to probably take mm, number one spot. Just, just again for about two weeks, and then baseball goes right back to the top of the chart. <laughs> Derek and I were just chatting about this. Ed. Uh the um, the Rangers have been so good on the road. Uh, an anomaly, Anthony. When you, regardless of whether you're the head coach of the Carvers now too, you know what you and you and Coaster has been uh, anomaly winning on the road. Should we be alarmed? Should this be a thing that's written down in history as a, a great feat? What the Rangers are doing as far as their road success this year, or is it just one of those years that that's, that's how it's lined up? Yeah, I think it's it's probably a little of both. To be honest with you, it's probably a little bit of anomaly. You never go into a postseason thinking that. Um, you're going to win every road contest that you're in, especially come playoff time. And I think maybe what we also do is maybe, um, you know, overestimate the power of home field advantage. I think you do love playing at home, but once the game starts, sure, the crowd can be loud. Um, it can affect certain things, but it still comes down to player performance and the Rangers with the star power that they have and, and mainly Corey Seager when he's put on the Superman cape for him in every game so far. It helps a lot uh, on the road when you have the, that type of talent in your lineup that can carry a, um, in an adverse environment. I'll tell you this. So uh, in 2021, uh, the, the Rangers lost 100 and whatever, two games, I suppose, in, in 2021. And then, then in in November of uh, 2021, they signed uh, uh, Marcus Simeon. They signed Corey Seager to contracts. By the way, that totaled a little but five hundred million dollars. Derek, by the way, oh. it's a little shy of what we make as as as, as partners here. Yeah. Uh, they also signed uh, a guy named uh, Gray, <clears throat> John Gray, to a four year, fifty six million dollar deal. Some would argue, Anthony. <laughs> that that what's happening now happened in November of 2021 with those contracts of those three guys I just mentioned. Yeah, it certainly you know was an investment, and usually you know in all of sports, if if you look at you know any sport and, and mainly baseball, a lot of times the success of the team is due to a a really um, proud and successful owner and someone that takes pride in the product that they want to put on the field. And Texas kind of has that. And when you buy that type of talent, um, it certainly um, gives the whole organization a boost. And, and then now they've stimulated it with some smaller off-the-radar moves. Former twin Mitch Garver, just a small signing to get sprinkled in there. They bring up this kid, Evan Carter, um, from the minor leagues, who's been unbelievable. Adolis Garcia, homegrown talent, arguably an MVP to this point in the series. So um, I think it's it's always going to be a mixture of both. You're going to have to have some, some homegrown talent, but 
when there is a premium product out on the open market in baseball and you can secure that with a major contract and have them for about 10 years, like a Corey Seager and a Marcus Simeon, you got to do it. Carter, I think, and you mentioned young Anthony, forget, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's maybe 21, is he 22, but he's that young, isn't he? Yeah, he would be basically, I think, like a sophomore for me at the Cobbs, and I'm going to reach out after the playoff runs <laughs> over to see if he has any eligibility left. So, uh, one of my close student workers um, and my starting catcher, Wyatt Gunkel, actually brought that up, that he's actually older than Evan Carter. And I said, well, there, I bet you Evan Carter wishes he was doing laundry for the Cobbs. So he got that over him. <laughs> That's great. I was home in Melissa. I was telling Derek this yesterday, and my sister uh, informed me of this, and I totally should have known this. Uh, but a young player that's maybe twenty in that ballpark too, Jordan Lawler. I don't. I don't. He's had a handful of games when he got called up this year. But his family, his mom and uncle, they're all from Watford City, North Dakota. Hope Lawler, Howdy Lawler, his uncle. And I totally forgot she had moved to Texas. He grew up down in the Dallas area. Signed, but you know, a, a first round pick of the Diamondbacks. And then I was trying to explain how first round picks, Anthony, and you've mentioned some names here, and 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 certainly Evan Carter, who's young. When you're drafted high, and you could speak to this, I mean, you're. It's not that you have an easy path, an easier one than other guys who aren't, but you're going to probably have more opportunities. I bet you can phrase it how you want to phrase it uh, to be good and get a shot. Correct? Yeah, you you kind of hit the nail on the head there, Jack. And then to stay on maybe a Halloween theme with cats with nine lives. I mean, basically, <laughs> when you're a first round pick you can afford to struggle early on in your career because money is invested in you. When you're the 30th round pick or now the 19th round pick and you only have a couple hundred grand invested in you, a team is much more willing to move off of you if they see signs of struggle. But when you have $4.5 million invested in you, you can have long stretches of or lulls that they're willing to look over and you're just going to continue to get um, you know, chances. And, you know, these teams get it right most often. There's not many whiffs in the first round. Those guys are talented for a reason. Baseball just happens to be the hardest sport to kind of climb the ladder. So uh, there's always going to be that margin of error in baseball. But when you're a first-round pick, you're going to get a lot more chances than the guys behind you. Kind of sounds like most of my love life. Invested a lot in this girl. Should have <laughs> should have left, left her a long time ago. It just wasn't going to happen. It is, it is a lot like I, a I love life. I spent a lot of money in this. I'm going to make it try to work. And yeah, it no. is. And remember, Anthony's still in his honeymoon period, so yeah, he's still feeling good pretty point. good right so, now. Yeah. You, you've yeah. invested a lot. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> And you don't want that severance package. and that, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Like a lot of these coaches. Well, it's funny. And you see it in every sport, too, right? A high first-round draft pick is going to get a lot more chances than what you'll see if it's an unrestricted free agent, unfortunately. It, it is amazing, though, Ant. You just said it, how uh, baseball tends to get it right. Oh, yeah. And uh, I mean, not that football doesn't, but... Every draft, every NFL draft, we sit and talk about, oh, we go through the Ryan Lee, all the busts that have happened, and Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, now is on the other side. Yeah. So, but baseball does tend to get their, their first-rounders pretty close. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, you have to, and when you don't and you, you swing and miss, obviously, in any sport, you're going to have a period of extended lull probably because you have to hit on those first-round picks. But most of the stars in Major League Baseball um, are high first-round picks. Um, they're high international signs. Uh, Corbin Carroll, obviously, for the Diamondbacks, a tremendous, tremendous talent. Um, but again, there's always diamonds in the rough, and, and the teams that kind of just find that magical potion between high picks, free agent signings, and overlooked guys within the market, 
they seem to be the ones that kind of climb the ladder um, and, and win a World Series at the end of the year. Got Anthony for a couple more minutes. Anthony is as is, is knowledgeable about the sport as, well, a lot of things, but as, as I know, it's just, it's. I always feel like I'm just stealing when I talk with Anthony about baseball because he's forgotten a lot and he's not, a, you know, probably twice his age for goodness sakes. But Anthony, the uh, you're, let's go to the money, uh, not to bring up the Mets, but there's yeah. a, but there's a lot of team. There's a few teams that throw a lot of money, and then all of a sudden, it it may not pan out over the span of those contracts or a few years. And now you're just a team that spent a lot of money trying to trying to advance. So what we learn is that throwing a lot of money uh, whilst building a team doesn't necessarily guarantee to put you in a spot where Texas and Arizona is today. Uh, if you put that microscope on the Mets, feel free. If you do it on the Twins, it looks like right now that they are they certainly made some offseason acquisitions that panned out for them. Uh, Derek, you and I, how many times did we talk about the Arise deal? And might have been a win-win for both of those uh, because the Twins got an arm that, that they relied on. Mm-hmm. And now they're utilizing some of their farm system that they have, and they're feeling pretty good. So, so what is the way? Uh, to build consistent playoff teams that have a shot to make a run, Anthony. What, what's what's the way to do it? Yeah, I think scouting and talent evaluation um, from the draft and professional scouts is always going to reign supreme because in the end you have a certain amount of picks every year to, to keep stimulating your whole organization. The free agents only come every so often, and the majority of the teams are not going to be in uh, the big waters like teams like the Mets, the Texas Rangers, the San Diego Padres, the Dodgers. I mean, Shohei Otani is going to be a free agent, and there's going to be about five teams that can afford his services. It doesn't mean that the other 25 don't want Shohei Otani. They do. They just can't afford him. So teams like that, depending on what your market is, your owner's, um, obviously financial power is going to go a long way in how you plan out your offseason. And that, and, and for the Twins, obviously, you know, in a good standing, but they're going to have to rely on scouting much more than some of these big market teams. The Mets have the richest owner in professional sports. So money, although for us it's hard to grasp when he just sheds $43 million off a of Max Scherzer's deal, yeah. it, for him, $43 million is $5.00 for me and you at a Keno machine in Sioux Falls. So it's a little bit different scale. <laughs> That's exactly right. Anthony Renz joining That's us. That's a harsh reality. Uh, it, but a great analogy. It's spot on, isn't it? That? So the Rangers have won not, an unprecedented, I might add, nine consecutive road games. We talked about that in the playoffs. That saw them run past the Rays, run past the Orioles, which I thought was a great story this year, and and then uh, now, of course, that, that, that fluttered out and then past Houston, and, and here we go. The problem here is that uh, Scherzer went three innings and had back spasms. Uh, can we expect? And then John Gray, of course, came in, and then boom, here we go, and they, they and they got Seager and all that. So the rest of this one, does it go seven in your estimation, Anthony? It it seems that way. It seems like we're headed that way with a little bit, you know, just the the, the just the matchup seems very very even and. The injuries last night to Scherzer and Garcia are loomed super large for Texas. I mean, you're talking about 
your three-hole hitter and almost protection for Corey Seager. Um, and you're talking about a starter who would have lined up to pitch game seven. Um, with the way Bruce Bochy's done it over the years, I don't think he's going to be obviously uncomfortable in any situation, and he's the master of the modern-day bullpen. So if he has to get to a game seven and use matchups, I don't know if you'd pick any other manager than him to do it. So uh, obviously Texas probably feels comfortable being up two games to one. Arizona feels a little bit of pressure, but the way we're going, the seesaw affair that it is, I, I hope it is Game Seven because you just there's no better product in all sports than a Game Seven to to win a championship. So uh, as a neutral fan in the fight, I'd love to see it. You'd almost have to feel though, and I think it's fair to say that if the Diamondbacks get tonight, then I can foresee seven. But if the Rangers win tonight, do you think she's done eventually or quicker? Yeah, I think if you get to that, you know, when you get up three games to one and, and Arizona then obviously is super desperate, they'll probably bring their best effort, obviously, there in game five, but heading back to game six with two games to get it home. But then again, I don't think anybody's sitting here, if you would have had me on two weeks ago when uh, the Phillies had a three to two advantage heading back to Philadelphia, you would have said, oh, Arizona's going to win and they shocked the world. So uh, it always comes down to player performance, execution and, and, and focus, and that's what makes uh, the baseball playoffs the best in my opinion it's it's the summation of singular events that um, is really unmatched and, and unrivaled with moments across all sports you mentioned those fills we'll let you go on this and then we always uh, preach again uh, you know the local products that that have gone on and, and done well and I still say this, I'd love to see Matt Strom eventually in a Minnesota Twins uniform yeah. day I'm in the backyard but boy you got to be uh uh, just uh, tickled pink about what Matt has been able to do. You know, homegrown kid. He's he's utilized places like the ball yard and other places to hone his skills here in the in the metro. And he's gone on. He's even uh, overcome some things, Anthony, and and looks just like like now that that he looks more healthy and he's got the knowledge of pitching with with some a little bit of service time. Uh, the sky's the limit, isn't it, for Matt? He's he's going to be able to make a living for a while, right? Yeah, he really is. I mean, it's a you know it always will come down to stuff and he has it. And then when you throw the stuff onto the profile of being a left-handed reliever, um, that's something that guys can do for, for years and years because it's a, it's a top commodity. I mean, you look at some of the names over the years, the Phillies obviously had two of them in Strom and Alvarado, but Brad hand had done it for a really long time. Um, so left-handed relievers that, that have that type of stuff, will always stick around the experience that he got in Philadelphia. I mean, he's one of those guys. He's pitched in big markets, big moments, and proven well, and it's awesome to see a, a local product do that at the highest level. Carver's baseball, people. I drive by, Whenever I drive, we drive by, drive by 8th Street every now and then and look over there, and things are looking good. A little plug for, for the Carver's, Anthony. What do we, I know you like the, the team in. You probably had a little fall ball uh, here recently. Certainly a little too chilly to get out there today, but the stadium's had some renovations. Tell us about uh, where the Cobbers are sitting right now. Yeah, we, we finished phase one of our baseball renovation project out at the Buck and got a brand new scoreboard, brand new dugouts, a brand new backstop with netting and a, and a beautiful 160-seat grandstand. So uh, we got a lot of talent coming back. We've made the playoffs the last two years. I see us being in the mix again to winning the MIAC title. Hopefully the coach doesn't do anything in, to get in the way of that and the players go out and perform. But couldn't be more excited for my first season uh, officially as head coach and can't wait for uh, February 1 to get practice going and then we head down to Florida to get it rocking. So Derek, can it. I be your equipment manager when you go to Florida? Well, Anthony might have a quality control job yeah, for you, you Derek. You never know, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah I'd be we're all for always that. taking applications for those. I just want to you know, take a nap until I see the first game of the buck. I mean, can I just hibernate until oh. then? 
That'd be nice. Yeah. We may have yeah, to. Absolutely. I'll sleep right through Christmas. I'm going to jump out there and do the, the noon show there and call a, call a few games. I say, I mean, this, we would gladly bring you some Cobber Baseball live from Clearwater. That would be all right. <laughs> Cobber's, base, I got, <laughs> Cobber's Baseball is on the air from the bucket. I knew. Oh, that's. And we'll I come, think. I, see you in uh, the spring. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's what we're waiting for. Work on that, that quality control job, uh, uh, D. That'll be good. Anthony, great insight as always. Uh, congratulations uh, to you guys that, you know, that's uh, a lot of folks were. We're pulling for you guys. You have such a great better half, and I'm glad the wedding went well, honeymoon well, baseball season, college, eventually spring, boom, baseball, we're underway. Thanks for the time today, Ant. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, the great Anthony Renz joining us today on the Jack Michaels Show. I, you know, I hope you're a little envious because I got to travel with Anthony and Chris Coast and, and, and that little conversation there that's what six hours on oh, the road is taking up is just talking ball and life and whatnot yeah for sure no that's that's fun and you know it's just it's kind of it's always a melancholy thing though that baseball is done after this weekend yeah <sighs> you know it's, yeah. it's over then we gotta wait till february to see pitchers and catchers report if if the if the opening day of baseball is the sign of spring and warmth and smiles is the ending the exact opposite yeah, you know, I do pretty well being a football fan. When I kind of get my worst melancholy feelings, like when the the BCS championship game, or whatever they call it now, the college football play, playoff yeah, game, yeah. when that's over, okay, oh, college football is done, right? And then once the NFL gets over, then there's that little bubble in February. I like the fact that the Super Bowl is eating into February more and more, though. Because yeah. February is like a really tough – for Sunday sports, it's rough, right? Because there's plenty of local stuff to go on to keep us satisfied, busy, and all that. You know, I would say but we need Monday br- through Saturday. But so, we need bridges. Yeah, that's Sunday. There's no Sunday bridge, we really. A, we need and the Daytona 500 doesn't do it for me anymore, so I don't know. We got to... There's got to be something. Yeah, we need the we need the bridges. That's uh, now if the XFL and USFL are going to combine forces, maybe we'll see that. I see know. Garrett Mock signed uh, by the uh, the Michigan team, and I think there's a uh, good North Coast State man that I'm now. Um, I, we got two now on that team in the USFL. Uh, from the backyard here. So anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, Derek, I don't see any movement with the Vikings. Uh, no, it sounds like the, the reports is they are just going to stand pat, which is not surprising, right? I'd have been more shocked if they would have made a trade today than not. I, I would just, I think yeah. he, I think they got three guys that they're going to go with that have been under that the system, and that's what they're going to do. So yeah, it's it's uh, kind of what we're talking about. So don't see any movement yet. It'd be more on the fan throughout the day. The trade deadline is at three p.m. Central. Uh, so obviously there's a couple of hours remaining, but we haven't really heard any any uh, upstart, as you said, of, of of things that are in the works. And normally you would probably hear a little hint coming in, but who knows? Maybe they'll go to that. But I, I would be shocked. At I, this I point. would be too. I'd be less shocked if they went and got someone else, like in a different position. You know what I mean? Oh, just right. Get, you know, I mean, just or yeah, yeah, or traded a defensive edge rusher or a lineman, and then saying, okay, who'd you get? Well, we got a, the the third string quarterback that's holding a clipboard for this and, and a couple of draft picks. Uh, so it looks like Hall is is uh, probably going to be your, your best effort. I, and I don't think Vikings fans, you know, Derek and I spent a good chunk of yesterday's show as the obviously PA and now that been a good chunk of that show being okay with it. We're okay with it now. You know, it's Tuesday. The game's Sunday. So you're going to probably as fans sit back and 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 judge, and this is what we do. You could be an armchair quarterback, and then that game with Atlanta is going to finish 
And when the, the fallout on that is either going to be you know blowout win, blowout loss, tight game win, tight game loss, medium game win, medium score loss, whatever it's going to be. Next week, Monday, we're gonna we're gonna have more thoughts going on. And going, okay, well that's it. They're four and five, and now they're three games back, and they're two and a half. But you know, it is going to be what it's going to be, Derek. And as we say that, Sports well, Illustrated reporting that uh, the Vikings have traded for Josh Dobbs, or they're going to trade for Josh Dobbs. <laughs> that's why I didn't pitch a break. <laughs> this is why. That's according to Joe Nelson from SI.com. Well, so I am shocked, but you just uh, never know. <laughs> or the Vikings are going to make them. It's funny how I did. I held Can we on rewind break. that three minutes you I just I held did on there? this break. Everything I just said. Uh, and I grow. Well, we said that it wouldn't shock you. There's still time. There's still time. It shocks me, but okay. There well, we go. Good. Now we can take a little break and come back on that. Good to have you on board today. It's a Tuesday edition. <laughs> you know, Alexa. Who are the Vikings training for? <laughs> Quick time out. More next on 740 The Fan. Well, the news you're going to be hearing uh, throughout the day regarding Vikings uh, news in a number of places now reporting uh, the, the, uh, Josh Dobbs, who was, who was benched for, uh, well, first of all, on Josh Dobbs, for those that don't uh, aren't familiar with Josh Dobbs, 28 years old. Uh, the the Cardinals acquired him from the Browns uh, before the start of the season in Arizona. He's led him to a one and seven. Hasn't been it wasn't been a really good. So yeah, I don't think Tom Brady in his prime could lead that roster. Yeah, to that, much more that, that, one and seven. Yeah, right. Let's not pinpoint this all on yeah. on Dobbs. Uh, he has spent time. Good or bad, read into this. You know, Maury used to say, you know, when people have been traded a lot in baseball, uh, Maury Wills would always say, hey, Jack, that's not a bad thing. It means a lot of guys want him. You know, they keep wanting him. New teams want him, you know. But Latroy Hawkins will tell you the same thing. Right? Latroy, same thing. Yep. Everybody looks at that as, well, Dobbs has spent time with the Steelers, the Jaguars, the Browns, the Titans, the Lions, and the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And now the... Looks like the Minnesota Vikings. Well, okay. So, there you go. So Case Keenum kind of fell in that category, right? Yep. Won 13 games for this organization. I personally hope that this tells me two things here. Nick Mullins, his back may not be right. So, I mean, is that safe to say? I mean, Scheduled we're, we're, to come out uh, next week, but the, the, I think even KOC, Kevin O'Connell, said we'll see where he is right, that, that, when, and when that, that happens. Yeah. I thought about that comment yesterday in the one o'clock hour of the comment man hit you right like now when i saw this i said okay well he's not ready to come back so jaron hall is going to get the call this weekend he should i mean just you got to go with a guy who's been mm-hmm. there since you know through mini camps and you know the, all the rookie camps and all that and let him see but this certainly isn't some insurance now if nick mullins isn't healthy because we've we've seen sean Mannion in practice and that's not yeah. happening so you know i don't know if dobbs is going to be He's going to have an opportunity here, right, to show his worth. I mean, if I'm him, I'm excited. You're one of the Vikings who are 4-4, four and four, and you have a couple of wide receivers who are going to be pretty good for this organization for a while. Here's, and again, it's 11 minutes old, but, and, and we'll, you know, like, like I said, we'll see on this. I can tell you this, in Tennessee, smart guy, smart guy, 4.0 GPA. 
been with a number of teams, whether it be on practice squads or with those clubs. So he's probably been yep. in a lot of film study on different offenses. Fair to say? Oh, for sure. Probably seen a lot of different schemes and different coordinators. Yep. Uh, that have been asked to do something. So when you've been with the Steelers, Jaguars, Browns, Lions, Titans, Cardinals, and now Vikings, I wouldn't imagine anything that Kevin O'Connell and the crew drop on a board, probably going to throw him off too hopefully much. Probably not. Probably, hopefully, might be able to connect it. You get J.J. coming back. Um, like you said, Hall, I'd imagine, this weekend, certainly. And and who knows? Maybe even next week, uh, depending on how long it gets well, up. Well, I, I mean, I'm hoping he and, keeps and maybe on the rest going. of the year. Yeah. Hey, let's let him be Tom Brady to Drew Bledsoe for all I care. I mean, that's 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 your dream scenario. I'm yeah. not saying it's going to happen. I mean, he could turn out to be a bust, but you got to give the kid an opportunity. And he seems to have a pretty good head on his shoulders. You got two, like you said, you got two pretty cerebral guys, right? I mean, yeah. both Hall and Dobbs have got smart a, guys. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're. Are you trying to make chicken salad? Or you know what? Maybe, but I mean, this is what you got. So the only thing that that on Dobbs is that he's just never been given. You know, he he's 28, and he's all these teams, but he hasn't had a lot of reps. You know, he hasn't had a lot of – he just hasn't had a lot of reps, hasn't thrown a lot of balls, hasn't been the number one dude, you know, no. Derek. So, I mean, that that's the one thing on us. Now you, you bring him in for a security blanket or another option, and you want him to be the dude. You do, and I, I think when you look at a guy like this, too, it's – if he's not going to be the dude, at least he's a little bit of insurance better than Sean Mannion, right? I mean, that, that, that's what I look yeah. at. I mean, Sean Mannion, it was that was a that was a bad episode when Kirk Cousins couldn't play in that because of COVID reasons in Lambeau. I mean, that was not good. I mean, let's just face it. I yeah. mean, the, the game has passed this guy by. Other than he knows the playbook a little bit, he knows the setting there around the Twin Cities area and Vikings. But it, you know, I, I think you go with Hall and then Dobbs. Picks up the offense here in a couple of weeks, depending upon Mullins' health, and you know, do what you got to do with this. It, uh, I, I don't think either one. Of the, I certainly don't think Dobbs is the future, but he's got to be a little bit of insurance and a security blanket if things go really south. I don't have it unless you do. I don't have the particulars. I think it's a developing story, so we're going to learn. Right. Well, yeah. It's what the it. particulars? It's more or less are. a headline right now, and what they. You know, I haven't seen anything that they've given up or anything like that. Obviously, the Cardinals are ready to move on. So Dobbs is, uh, has made 10 starts, Derek. He's appeared in 16 NFL games. That's from 2017 when he was uh, with Pittsburgh and all the way through those teams I mentioned. He's made 16 uh, games, 10 starts, one and nine. But again, you know, it's, a, it's a team. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not, like, not like he was an arm wrestler. Uh, 10, 10 game starts, one and nine. Uh, 62% passing. Uh, a little over 2,000 yards. Just looking at his numbers. Um, eight interceptions, 10 touchdowns. You know, 61 rate average is five and a half on a rush. So, yeah, I guess he'll bolt out a little bit and, and not a necessity. So, yeah, all right. Yeah, there you go. Well, I mean, I, I, it, I, I will say it, it makes me a- ask the question again. So, you're going to give up something. And granted, it may not be a high round draft pick. Then I'm going to throw one caveat in about what Dobbs. is going on with Carson Wentz. I mean, yeah, has I mean, the phone rang? I I want to know if he called. Which if way they the phone called down. him? Is is the is the book on him and whatever happened with Frank Reich in Indianapolis, yeah. which wasn't good. I mean, and it's all rumors. And was hearsay. it like a fraternity of GMs slash coaches? Yeah, that something happened. I want to know because. If you're making a trade and not picking up a guy like that who, like you said yesterday, 
And I'm not even saying to be the starter, but if we're looking for insurance policies here. Someone that's there. That we saw it you know, come up and, well, Jordan Hicks mentioned it on Monday when he was on with Dan Barrero, mentioned his name. Yeah. Just the fact that, yeah, we went through this with uh, hopefully whoever comes in can be the next Nick Foles. So he brought that up because he was, he was on that Eagles championship sure. team. And then he kind of got, yeah, it, it, it feels very familiar you know, Carson got hurt, and he was having an MVP run that season. He, he explained all that in the Barrero show. I'm just wondering what on green earth is going on here. I just yeah, – with, with with Carson Wentz because on the outside looking in, I'm going, I'm going to take a flyer on him just to be a backup for us. Because the health is good. Carson's been working out, obviously. He's been he's – been... Now, if you're calling Carson's agent, he goes, well, yeah, but if you're going to do it, he better start right away. Okay, right. If, that, if that's that, if, if but it's, we don't know. Right, I mean, this don't is know. all speculating on what's going on. Um, let me tell you a little, little. Here's a nugget, by the way. I mentioned that that Dobbs, who just got uh, apparently traded to the uh, Vikings, Josh Dobbs. So on August 24th of this year, before the season, he's traded Arizona for a seventh round pick, uh, along with a seventh round pick in exchange for a fifth round pick in next year's draft, right? So so he's traded there. Uh, he starts because Kyler Murray, as we all remember, hurt, was yeah. hurt, was injured. So that happened on August 24th. One month later, Josh Dobbs led the Cardinals to their first win over a 2-0 Dallas Cowboy team. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So there's your little shocking. Remember that? There's your little nugget right there for Josh Dobbs, Viking fans. Tech, he, yeah. yeah. Text message comes in, and I know you guys love Wentz, but he is poison. We need to give a Hall a chance. We need to attempt to develop a young guy. Then I just said I wouldn't Same want thing. him to come to starter. We we agree. Yeah. I don't know if he's poison or not. I mean, we don't know that. We just kind of go by the the rumors that went on within the Colts. It's a fair text because I, I'm sure a lot of people hear Carson's name, but you don't just hear it from. 740 The Fan or K-Fan or KFGO. You hear it on NFL Network. You hear it on NBC. It comes up all the time with people because why? Because he's pro- he he showed that he had something, and then we all know the, right. how it's gone, and he's out there still what we deem to be healthy. That's why Carson's name keeps coming up, not only just here, Derek, KFGO, everywhere. Well, and I get razzed because in years past, I would be very critical, as you know, of Carson for – Trying to do too much, not to play another. Right. I mean, it's been the bugaboo on him that he's almost become. He, he just won't stop being himself. You know, even after he won right. a game, he goes, "I just got to do what I'm going to do." With when he was with the Commanders, I'm like, "No, stop throwing it into triple coverage just because you want to make a play. Right. Live for third and eight. You know, you know and, that, and that's been the that's been the knock on him. If that's the case, but when you look at just options out there, not having to give much up. I, to have that in the stable without having to trade it. Like yeah. I said, what are the particulars of this particular deal? Probably not much. You probably didn't. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see what comes I out. I want the Vikings to have play to... unless he looks the way that Jordan Love sure. looked at. You know what I mean, I mean, you got to let the kid ride it out. I mean, he's, you yeah. have to. He's yeah. your what, best option right whatever now. Whatever it is with Carson, whether he's still trying to, to, uh, to in, in his mind, to help a team win, play like that number two or three overall pick. Right. That he, you know, whatever that is, we don't know. But there's also reason his name comes up every time someone needs a quarterback. Yet we haven't seen Carson on a team. So I'm with you, Derek. I, I I'm curious what that conversation uh, is. Big thanks to Anthony Renz for joining us today to talk a little bowl. Uh, obviously, news will continue with uh, the common man and more throughout the day. Bumper to bumper with Dan Barrero. 
tonight right here on 740 The Fan, Game 4 of the World Series. Texas leads two games to one. Hawk Talk, Paul Ralston and uh, Tim Hennessy on 790 KFGO coming up uh, tonight as well. So uh, tune in that. High school football, we're gearing towards that. Collegiate football, busy showing. I think I saw some Shania Twain tickets in our studio. Maybe we'll have a chance to give some of those away this week. Yeah, unbelievable. Busy Ah, week ahead. Good stuff. Common Man is next on 740 The Fan.